Charles Spurgeon was a man that God used, and millions are still being impacted by his kingdom work. As we examine his life and ministry, we hope to strengthen today's church and bring glory to Christ. My name is Joel Littlefield, lead pastor of New City Church in Bath, Maine, and I'm joined by my brother in Christ, Josh Whitney. Welcome to the Spurgeon Maniacs podcast. So we're already planning Spurs and Maniacs 2024, but also Feed My Sheep is coming. So. Yeah. No, it's good. I've had a, I had a good day today of and the last two days of just sermon prep and not having to worry about planning, like intensely planning the, the conference. So that was that was good. Yep. Yeah. How are you? I'm doing well, too. Breathing? I've, uh, are you breathing I, I feel, easy? No, actually, I still <laughs> feel like there's this impending thing that needs to be accomplished. All right. Can I just say something to those people who gave us a one-star review? If you actually yeah. listen to this, this is for you guys. Wait, is it two one-star reviews that we got? So it was a, not that a I one kept and track, a three? but it's a one and a three. All right. I the wanna... three was actually, I appreciate that because right. it was legitimate criticism. You take the three-star, I'll take the one-star. Go. Okay. What do you have to say to him or I, her? I appreciate that you gave us a three-star. I would love to make that a five-star. Hopefully this little section helps a little bit because that is true. You know, maybe people don't want to listen to eight minutes, nine minutes of us talking back and forth about random stuff that does have to do with Spurgeon, but is somewhat personal. So I appreciate at least three stars because that that means you thought about it to throw one star. Yeah, I'll uh, leave that alone. Uh, You said you wanted to do that. I appreciate your three star review. Okay, here's what I'm going to say. I would like everyone to give a review of this review. I'm just kidding. Ooh, ooh, that'll get him to change. Guys, to get a five. serious quicker. Way too much banter and laughing makes me go, makes me go to more in-depth podcasts. That's true. Oh, we man. should talk about. Something I want to apologize, depth. but at the same time, I'm like, you know what? We've had a good time. We're starting yeah. off this podcast. We're getting things. We're learning. Yeah, we're gr- like one star. Oh man. The thing that I think about is we got Ed Bro Mine, Doctor James Renahan, and Jeff Chang. To a conference. Yeah. Uh, so f- we might not be that schlubby. Sh- schlubby. <laughs> Whatever word that is. But if we're honest, we have reevaluated. Yeah. The reviews are doing, I think, what they're supposed to do. Yep. We got some good feedback from the conference speakers, which I actually have to share with you. Jeff Chang actually sent a pretty good sort of review, some positives and negatives, which are awesome. It's all going to be helpful. We're just going to get better. Yeah. So without further Adieu. I would say one more thing. Oh, with, yeah. If okay. you're cons- so I would hope you would do this. If you're considering a one star, two star, three star, or even a four star review, would you email us podcast at spurgeonmaniacs.com? Yeah. Because if you actually have a helpful critique, I we would both love that. Yeah. And if the four star review is like, ah, oh, it's really good, I just wish that you would do this more very specific, in depth thing that I want to listen to. You know, we probably can't meet that very specific expectation. Yeah, probably. But not. if your expectation is, hey guys, let's let's trim down that banter, or I would like to see like a couple of neat facts in between these episodes, like that's that makes sense. That's doable. We can include some facts. Yeah. So I'd love for you guys to email us. But thankful for the reviews. We we're now up to twenty one reviews. I'm thankful that people are reviewing. We did that's use awesome. a little blackmail for that. Or a little not blackmail. <laughs> uh, manipulation. Manipulation. <laughs> we worked the system. 
and got some reviews, but it was good, yeah. man. So thank you for those that are listening, man. We're excited for this next year. Yeah. And we're going to just keep making podcasts, Lord willing, and grow and have a a, a great uh, little thing going here. So Yeah, I'm really excited about that. Awesome. So we've got a series that we're in. We're in part three of part a little series. Part three, Lost yeah. Sermon Series, volume one. This is fun. Yeah, I know, you know we say that every I time. I found out some facts. This is no longer banter. This is legitimate Yep, facts. this is the official start. We are starting. Go. Well, so what I found out from yeah. Ed, Brother Ed Romine, is that there are seven, seven is going to be the top. There's six, number six is out right now. Number seven is the last one. That's coming out soon of the volume series. What? I could have sworn I saw it on Lifeway. Is it not out? Well, maybe it's out. Maybe it yeah, is, but I that's the last one. Okay. And he said at volume four, it changes drastically. George... Uh, Christian George was yeah. far more uh, detailed and academic, way less readable, and almost kind of geeked out on too many, apparently, like too many things that made it less re- readable and more like uh, like st- stuffy. Huh. Apparently, starting with four, it, it changes drastically to where you'll notice a difference in the series. Do you want to just forget let's one just, through three? Yeah, let's just, just go to straight four. to four. Except, <laughs> I, I can't afford it right now. So, yeah, yeah. If anybody wants to, never mind. (laughs) Let's not take advantage of our massive platform, okay? Yeah, let's not say if you guys wanted to buy us any of these volumes and send them to us, you could do so at the church's office. Like, that would be a crazy thing to say. Or email us at podcast at spurgeonmaniacs.com and then offer a way to send us these volumes. We would never ask you to do that. Well, here's the thing. If we get the volumes in the mail, that will be your way of voting that we will continue this series. Even if we break it up, we will, at one point, we will have done a podcast on every sermon yeah. in the Lost Sermon series. Uh, if a certain series. podcast How out there cool can go be? through the entire 1689 London Baptist Confession, I think we can. <clears throat> Joe I think we can. No, mm-hmm. we don't have to say their names. Um, but here we are. But here we are. Yeah, boy, we do go off track wow, we real went, easily. We said little banter, Keep then we went in. straight there. Yeah, I'm not apologizing. No. <laughs> Mm-hmm. So what is uh, okay? So we got we're on sermon number three. Sermon number series. three with the scan. With the scan, we got Spurgeon's uh, handwritten uh, notes next to us. This this is a sermon entitled entitled Abraham justified by faith. Faith, not faith. 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 It is a uh, sermon that uh, that he preached. In fact, there's no there's no known date for this one. But if you kind of scour through yeah. the Spurgeon series, the sermon uh, notes here, it does say that there's another sermon that he preached on the exact same text at a different time. So we're going to reference that a little bit. But Spurgeon preached this from this text more than once. We do know that. Um, again, no date given on this one. But there was another one similar that he preached in 1868 entitled, and this you could Google, it's called Justification by Faith. Illustrated by Abraham's Righteousness. So that is one that you can find. You can find it at the Spurgeon Library, Spurgeon.com. It's it's just out there. So what I want to do is I'm going to dig a little into the timing of this sermon, actually the actual time frame and timestamps that were happening when he was uh, thinking about these things. I thought that'd be kind of cool to delve a little bit into, because if you're a preacher or a pastor, you actually preach to your context, and you're affected by things that go on around you. And to know that there were actually like some legitimate things happening in Spurgeon's life at this time when he was probably prepping and thinking through these sermons. So the sermon I'm referencing was actually preached on December 6th, 1868. We actually we have the exact date, December 6th, 1868. What? So check these out. Some cool facts. Earlier this year, the same year, Charles 
Spurgeon's brother James came to be his assistant pastor. That's the hmm. year that he became his assistant at the Metropolitan Tabernacle. Two months earlier than this sermon, he experiences his first attack of Bright's disease. Had you heard of Bright's? Do you know what I've that is? I've never even... So apparently it's this uh, kidney inflammation problem that he had. Oh he my had, gosh. He had several of these, but this was his first attack. They called it an attack of Bright's disease. We know Spurgeon was not uh, unfamiliar with suffering in all sorts of ways. But mm-hmm. And then five months before this sermon, kind of cool, James Garfield, the 20th... Who is yeah, he? Yeah, president. 20th president. Heard him, heard him preach at the Metropolitan Tabernacle. So that's just some trivia for you. So if everybody's that's like, so hey, cool. like do you, what do you, any interesting trivia about Spurgeon? Yeah, so George, uh, James Garfield saw him preach. Uh, he had an attack from Bright's disease, and his brother in 16, 1868 became his assistant pastor uh, in that year. So cool stuff. Preaching on faith mm-hmm. um, was not an uncommon occurrence. Him and Josh, you're, you're gonna. Well, well, we will talk about this, but you're, I'm sure you'll have some scriptures to share. We want to make sure there's plenty of scriptures to talk about. But he would have preached on this dozens of times, right? I would imagine on the topic of faith, oh, yes. even if it wasn't like, hey, what's the topic tonight? Faith, just as he's going through scripture. I'm sure Spurgeon preached on this dozens of times. When he preached this sermon that I'm referencing in 1868, he was 34 years old. So are you picturing a, a young man who's six years younger than me, a couple years older than Josh. Um, so listen to a couple quotes from this sermon. This sermon, again, was entitled Justific- Justification by Faith, Illustrated by Abraham's Righteousness. Check this out. There may be some of you here today who have been called by grace from darkness into marvelous light. You have been led to look to Jesus. What does that remind you of? His conversion. Isn't that cool to hear little pieces Mm -hmm. of his? You have been led to look to Jesus, and you believe you have received pardon of your sin. And yet, for want of knowledge, you know little of the sweet meaning of such words as these. Accepted in the beloved. Perfect in Christ Jesus. Complete in him. You are doubtless justified, though you scarcely understand what justification means. And you are accepted, though you have not realized your acceptance. And you are complete in Jesus Christ, though you have today a far deeper sense of your personal incompleteness than of the all-sufficiency of Jesus. So I love that he is addressing, as he's talking about justification by faith in this sermon, he just realizes that not everybody who is justified knows that fact to the same level as of sweetness. Hmm. Where one person sitting and listening to a sermon like this or contemplating faith or their walk with Christ, some, like he mentions these three phrases, accepted in the beloved, perfect in Christ, complete in him. So you might be listening to this and you you maybe have struggled with that. Um, And so I think it's a great thing to talk about. And then another quote, he says, we do not walk by sight and faith, but we walk by faith and not by sight. To let us occasionally see would, in fact, remove us out of the realm of faith and bring us down from the high position of believers to the low platform of sightseers. Hmm. So two aspects of the importance of faith. One, justification by faith, which is related to his sermon, but then also just the life of faith that that we see by faith. Not only are we saved by faith, but we see by faith. And he just basically says, if you're, if you're, if you're a believer, you're a level above the, just the sightseer. Mm. Like, we are faith seers. So we agree with Spurgeon. More importantly, we agree with Scripture on the importance and necessity of faith for justification. So what 
are some scriptures? Like what key scriptures maybe could we look at today to help our listeners sort of think through what Spurgeon was thinking about? Yeah. So I'm, I just kind of want to go into what he went into. Yeah. I think that's a great place to start. So obviously the text that he uses comes from Genesis 15, six. That's what he has listed there at the top. And it's amazing because we think like, so Jesus came and he changed everything. Mm. Like he, he he clarified Mm. everything. Yeah. Um, He changed nothing. Mm. Uh, Well, Maybe well, that's not, yeah, mm-hmm. maybe it's not appropriate to say that. At. Yeah, so fifth, Genesis fifteen six. He contradicted nothing. He contradicted nothing, thank yeah. you. Yeah, that's definitely what I'm trying to say. Genesis fifteen six, and he believed the Lord, and he counted it to him as righteousness. Mm. Like that's in and of itself, it is amazing, an amazing verse. Amen. Because we tend to think like, so the Old Testament was just was just law. Like God only demanded that you do everything perfectly. And when you forget that, Jesus came to give grace. It's like, mm. well, mm-hmm. well, no. <laughs> right. When we think about what it means to be righteous and mm. to acquire righteousness, that's what the entire book of Leviticus is about. This is what you need to do to be considered righteous before the Lord. Mm. And that is that is just a glimpse and a foretelling of our very souls. Mm. All of these things necessary. But here in Genesis, God grants righteousness to a man because of his faith. And that also you find in Romans, but he puts in his very first point, the fact, and then he has in quotations next to it, believed God. Um, So he pulled that from somewhere else. He pulled that from somewhere else. So he got that from Romans four, three for what does the scripture say? Abraham believed God and it was mm-hmm. counted to him as righteousness. Mm. So a little bit different. Um, but that's that phrase believed God. And yeah. he goes into those in his separate points. Um, the other thing that I was trying to find, well, I'll go through this first. You had mentioned about being given a measure of faith and that's just comes mm-hmm. from Romans 12. Mm-hmm. Um, for by For by the grace given to me, I say to everyone among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think with sober judgment, each according to the measure of faith that God has assigned. Mm -hmm. So there's, there's also a grace in that not everyone is given the same burden, I think is a point of that. Maybe not the point of that scripture where everyone's not called to be shepherds of all of the flocks. Mm -hmm. There's a measure of faith and a measure of grace given to each person, depending on what the Lord's called them to do. And that is a good gift even of itself to be justified by faith. And it's not, it's not, well, you have to have minimum 75% faith in order to be saved. Mm. It's all a gift from God. And he even gets to it. Uh, well, I think he does anyway, because it's not about the measure of faith. It's more about the object of your faith, mm-hmm. right? Because if it's truly the Christ that justifies, then the one who's given a small measure of faith and has a seemingly weak life, but still clings to Jesus, they're still saved. They're still justified by faith in Christ, mm-hmm. right? That's yeah. Beautiful. So yeah, measure of faith. Oh, yeah, that's good, man. And this is the last thing I, I wanted to say as far as the scriptures, and I, I cannot find it, but it, it reminds me, I think the... At least the theology is there um, th- from It Is Well. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm... Re- when he's like the, the song, It Is yeah, Well? When it Is like Well, the hymn, It life. Is Well. And yeah. he says, um, when faith will be sight, yeah, the clouds be rolled back as a scroll. Yeah. 
I've, I've always loved that verse because it's, it's the realization that at that moment we'll have all, all of this faith that the Lord has given to us to be justified mm. will find its completion then. And there will be no more need for faith in the sense that we think of it now because it'll all be made real to us and it's just the enjoyment of God mm. forever. Do you remember the, yeah, Horatio Spafford? He's the guy, right? Yep. He wrote it. So yep. uh, let's see, you got uh, that verse for me. And Lord, haste the day when my faith shall be sight. Yeah. Yep. The clouds be rolled back as a scroll. The trump shall resound and the Lord shall descend. Even so it is well with my soul. Yeah. It's a good I thing. always love that, oh, that that's line. A good that's a hymn that often brings me to a place in worship that few other songs do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think that's my greatest, so obviously my greatest joy, because we're fallen human beings, we, always, we don't always think this way, but when I think about how great it's going to be is, is the fact that it's just, it's going to be over. Mm, <laughs> Faith, sh- the struggle, the, the trying, the setbacks, the mm. um, things just not going your way, the, the snares of the devil, all of that. Yeah. is gone you know what's, you know what's gonna be cool that's gonna be gone overthinking yeah religion and christianity yep and just being able to focus on christ who is who should have always been and should be the object of our faith and our worship mm. and all of our zeal uh so isn't that one thing you appreciated when the question was asked at the conference ed brother ed if you're listening you gave a great he just said transfixed on the mm. glory of jesus that would be the probably Spurgeon would be like, yeah, don't give me your questions. I'm just looking at Jesus. Just <laughs> let me, leave me alone. Oh, leave me alone. <laughs> uh, so there... was super lapsarianism, is that how it was? <laughs> Look, it's the sun. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, if, if I could just comment on that real quick. Not super lapsarian. Yeah, not that. Oh. <laughs> uh, if I could just give a brief comment. If I could just no. do two minutes on super No, but the Q&A, uh, I know we talked about this uh, off the podcast too, but the balance of our three speakers yeah. in the Q&A. Uh, we have James, Brother James, that we got to know, Jim Renahan. Um, but his his answer, he was afraid of being super, super spiritual, which it was mm. a spiritual answer, but it was good. It is a beautiful spiritual answer. Yeah. Ed opened the door up for him, and then just Jeff's like, well... Uh, I've got all kinds of questions for Spurgeon. <laughs> so the question was, in case everybody, nobody was there, we just asked, what would you ask Spurgeon when you see him in glory? If you could ask him anything. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Hey, and if that, hey, what would you ask him? Yeah, not you, but you that oh. are listening. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking at Josh. Hey, what would you ask him? <laughs> oh, yeah. If you could ask Spurgeon anything, um, yeah, what would you ask him? And maybe you've got a hyper-spiritual answer, and it's similar, mm. but uh, send us uh Put it in the comments below. Put it in the comments below what? <laughs> just, oh. If you have a, it, it's a thing you say on the If you internet. have a notebook in front of you, just write yeah, it down Put it there. on the comments below. Whatever's below you, just write it on that. <laughs> what, what would be the best platform? That, oh, put it in our group. Man, throw it in our, our private group. Yeah, yeah. Sure, why not? Make a post. And uh, sure, why not? We'll see if it Come works. Come on, son. Just do it. Come on, son. Do so it. it's good. So let's let's talk about the person who's kind of that in that category that Spurgeon brought up in this sermon. He's like, you're sitting there. You don't enjoy or have the sweetness of your justification, but you are justified. Mm. I think there's a lot of people probably in that category. They're saved by faith in Christ. They have been justified. Yep. But why don't they feel that why don't they yeah what's what's the Mm. difference and let's just kind of tease that out a little bit sin 
they're in sin. Yeah. Yeah. Gripped by sin. Gripped by I sin. know that's definitely been me. Yeah. Uh, I know, you know, trying to, trying to live a life hidden from everybody else. Mm. And then on Sundays you're sitting there going, why don't I just feel close to the Lord? It's like, yeah. well, because you don't care. <laughs> you're living, you're living your life however you feel like you should live it. Sure. And then you're expecting to feel great about it mm-hmm. on Sunday when you're with a bunch of people and the Lord is gracious to still, still be forgiving you and love you in that. But you're, you're definitely tainting that relationship with your, with your sin. Um, so that is, that is the first thing that came to my mind of what someone is. I think you're dead on, man. Yeah. Like, because even just like, so Galatians, no, oh, Romans actually Romans where you were referencing. No, it says uh, in verse nine of uh, Romans chapter four. Yeah. Let me, uh, yeah. Yeah. Four Romans chapter four, um, verse nine. Is the blessing then only for the circumcised or also for the uncircumcised? For we say that faith was counted to Abraham as righteousness. No unbelief made him waver concerning the promise of God. So they're talking about wavering. But grew, but he grew strong in his faith as he gave glory to God. Mm. Right? So there's a strength of faith. So yeah, he, he was justified by faith. Faith was counted to him as, as righteousness. But he actually didn't go on to live a wavering life wondering mm. about the promise of God, yep. but continued to grow strong in his faith as he gave glory. I think, I think we want it to go sometimes the other way. Let my life give you glory and then, or show me your glory. And then I'll, then I'll do things that are stronger. I'll read the word. I'll be in prayer. I'll worship you. But we're fooling ourselves if we if we say that scripture doesn't actually give us things to follow, things to do as Christians. So if we struggle with the the beauty of the blessing of a justified life, begin to walk out a life of faithfulness and you will see less wavering. And you will yep. begin and you will glorify God in that. Yep. So that's it falls exactly with what you're saying. So that's yeah, that's good. Something come to mind? Yeah, Second Peter. Um, I love Second Peter. I think I think not enough people truly understand the purpose of the letter, mm. and it's just it's so great. It's such a wonderful encouragement for the Christian. Mm-hmm. Um, for this reason, this is Second Peter one. For this reason, make every effort to supplement your faith with virtue, and virtue with knowledge, and knowledge with self control and self-control with steadfastness, mm. and steadfastness with godliness, and godliness with brotherly affection, and brotherly affection with love. Mm. For if these qualities are yours and are increasing, they keep you from being ineffective or unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Mm. For whoever lacks these qualities is so nearsighted that he is blind, having begot- having forgotten that he was cleansed from his former sins. Mm-hmm. Therefore, brothers, be all the more diligent to confirm your calling and election. For if you practice these qualities, you will never fall. For in this way, there will be richly provided for you an entrance into the eternal kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Mm. So there's no wondering. Yeah. There's no wondering. that, Not that you'll always be perfect and you'll always be filled with everything perfect throughout your entire life here on earth. But if these are your, if these are the qualities given to you and you're living them out through faith in Christ and you're looking to him and you're not just looking to 
you know, this isn't a list to do. As long as you do these things, you're happy. But if this is your aim and practice, there is no need to worry and doubt. Yeah. Because these things will increase. I love what it says here because it's not just increase how much you love the Lord. Mm-hmm. But it is what keeps you from being ineffective or unfruitful in the knowledge mm. of our Lord Jesus Christ. All of this has Good. to do with the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. How do we fall more in love with him? We know more about him. How do we weigh off into the sin and into the, into the unknown? It's because we're not learning about Jesus Christ. Yeah. So keep, keep learning, keep growing, pressing into his grace, into the gospel. Yeah. There's, um, I just had this thought that there, there may be listeners that, that come onto this podcast that have a far less of a foundation of even what the story of Abraham is. Um, and so I want to just make sure that there's at least a little bit of an awareness and a context, um, even Romans chapter three. So, well, the text is out of Rome, of Genesis 15, but the base, there's a new Testament, uh, parallel with, uh, Romans chapter four, but essentially if salvation is tied to the work of Abraham, mm-hmm. then Romans makes the case that then w- what we have coming to us is what is what is due to us. It's a wage. It's the wage for what we have worked. But R- Paul had already made the case very clearly that our righteousness is filthy. Our best deeds, our works, are they fall short. So if we're saved based on working like Abraham, um, then then we have no justification. But if it was his faith that was counted to him as mm. righteousness— and we join in that same kind of faith, believing what is yet to come, but walking obediently mm-hmm. in uh, in the promises of God. Then we have the faith, a faith like Abraham, and our faith is also counted to us as righteousness. So maybe Josh, you can just uh, fill in the little gaps for people too. Like what what was it? Do you remember? Well, I'm sure we. I'm sure you do. This is not a quiz, but <laughs> Abraham did a lot. His life is like there's yeah. a lot. So yeah. what what promise was he believing? What did he believe that counted then as righteousness? I think that in essence, he'll provide. Yep. Yep. Um, Because in that is a ton of stuff, Mm -hmm. Uh, a lot of promises. But I I think at the core of it is follow me, I'll provide. Yeah. Or Or even an argument can be made because it's always been that case. Look at what I do for you. Mm -hmm. Now follow me. Yeah, because I think in, in that is the gospel itself. Yeah. Like when Jesus came it, again, it's not a different message. It's not a different gospel. It's look what, what I've done. Yeah. Follow me. It's not, if you show yourself worthy enough, I might find it in my benevolence to grant you something good, yeah. but it has always been, look at who I am. Look at what I've done. Follow me. So yeah. the nation inheritance, Isaac. a land, uh, yeah, Isaac. Isaac yeah. Um, a son. A son. Yeah, uh, yeah a, 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 a heritage. Like mm-hmm. all of these things. Um, yeah, the stars of the sky. If you're not familiar with the passage, like there's times where it, it, you get the picture that Abraham is shown like, hey, look at the sand of the sea and then look at the stars in the sky. And so you have a man that's childless, a wife who's barren, and they're getting older and older, and God says, you're going to have more children than, than, that, than the sand of the sea and the stars of the sky. Mm-hmm. And he believed God. 
Yep. And so then, so go read Genesis first. Yeah. Of all. Go read the story of Abraham. If you're a new Christian, go read it for the first time, um, or let this just even refresh your excitement for the gospel. Yep. So Spurgeon goes through a few things. I'm, I'm guessing we should try to land the plane. I don't know where we're at. But we're about the, thirty minutes. Yeah. So he gives these three basic um, Roman numeral markers. Um, he gives. He says the very fact. Classy. Yeah, very classy. De classe. Ooh, Ooh, French. French. Yeah, so the fact, he says, the fact of our faith, the result of faith, and number three is, as Abraham was saved, so must we be. And these, this becomes the outline for his sermon. And how about I just sort of bullet point number one, you bullet point number two, and we'll just kind of briefly work through, and then we'll see what comes up conversation-wise, just for, yeah. So Deal. the fact um, that he believed, he has these little notes in here. Uh, here's the facts. He left his country. Mm-hmm. Life in Canaan, then uh, a little bit of a sidestep in Sodom, right? This idea of working with Lot, and Lot took one country, he took the other. Um, Isaac's birth, promises that were made to him, Isaac's sacrifice, that's another huge part of that story, right? That that not only had he believed God to have a son, but now he has a son, and God's saying, well, do you trust me enough to, to sacrifice him to me? Will you give me the life of your son? And then two sons of faith, or two not sons, two sorts of faith, and he yeah. bullet points yeah, bullet points both of those. One, the historical or dead faith, and number two, the living faith producing works. And of course, we know the New Testament gospel, the the letter that James writes would bolster up, hold this up that living faith is one that produces good works. It's not our good works that are producing our salvation. Mm. And then, what's the second point? Second point, the result. So that is, he puts next to him, counted to him for righteousness. So this mm-hmm. is the result of that faith. Sins forgiven. Yeah, amen. And righteousness imputed. But then he has those two things connected by, I don't know what you call that squiggly line. It's cool though. It it's is, like a, that's so cool it's like looking. A, like a crazy parenthesis. Yeah, you guys know not. that fancy parenthesis that has all the extra squiggles? It's yeah. one of those. I wonder what that's actually called. I, I know what those three dots are called now. Amps and stamp. Ellipse. Ellipse. Do you know that? Did you know that that's what those are called? The three dots after a sentence. Yes, I did know that. I learned that today. Oh, very fancy. Anyway, yeah. Um, so he has that, and so those two things, by faith. Yeah. Sins, so sins forgiven by faith, righteousness imputed by faith. Yep. Yep. Amen. Both of those things are done by faith, and then he has, and by it, these are the things that happened by it. He gained on earth God's favor and love. And he gained heaven and eternal life mm. by going to, uh, yeah. And then, I mean, then the rest of Israel called it Abraham's bosom. Mm. Right? I mean, that's, that's pretty good to have a spot in the afterlife called after you. Yeah. It's not bad. <laughs> not bad at all. Not bad at all. Where's Josh's bosom? That's probably not a thing, right? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> mm. Hey, if we can talk about Abraham's bosom. Yeah, well. Does it sound weird when you say Josh? Yeah. Ah, that's where I went wrong. Mm. Maybe we should go through the sermon. <laughs> hey, look, I found more notes. Dude, I gave you, we have an outline. <laughs> and I still talked about. But that's okay. It's, that's entertainment, man. That one's for free, guys. That was free. The that next one's, one's going to cost you. Yeah, that one's going to cost you a five-star review. Then, so then, but those two things, uh, I, I think that's what he means by this. Yeah. Um, he then has in in heading these bring and that's peace how easily how easy lies the head that does no ill 
how easy lies the head that does no ill. So he actually yeah. connects this. I don't know if you read the little footnotes, but they think that he could, he was probably getting this from that statement, how easy lies the head that bears the crown. That yeah. makes sense. Yeah, they think it's like a little playoff of that. Yep. Mm-hmm. Pretty cool. I mean, how heavy is the head? Oh, he- mm. Yes. I don't think it's easy. How heavy lies the head that wears the crown. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. I thought getting all Victorian on us. All right. So, so these also bring on. love. <laughs> love. That's where we lost somebody. When? They're like, oh, I did not ask them to sing. <laughs> Four stars. <laughs> love. When we are pure, we love God. Because of love. Because he yeah. first loved us. Mm-hmm. Joy, the justified person has. This sounds like the do, re, mi. Joy, the justified person has we're comfort. Oh all my things work together See, for I, good. I opened the door for security. Singing. None can condemn nor destroy. Peace, love, joy, comfort, security. I really, <laughs> dude. I really hope Ed's listening. Ed, he's gonna go. Josh, your rhythm is still off. So here, Josh, give me a beat. Nope. <laughs> we both know that doesn't Syncopated. work. Syncopated. Syncopated. <laughs> yep. Good. All right. Awesome. So then he wraps it up with, as Abraham was saved, so we must be. And I think that we can make sense of this, that scripture has always given the same way of salvation. It's always been by faith, not by works. Wait, so the same promises given to Abraham also ours? They are ours in Christ. Mm. Yeah. So the faith, faith in Christ joins us with Abraham in all the inheritance and blessing that he was promised. We get it. It's ultimate fulfillment. Fulfillment is in the church mm. and the bride of Christ, uh, Israel and the church, I believe become one, one in the sense of true Israel yeah. that follow in the faith of Abraham because not all bloodline Israelites believe in Christ. Man, that sounds biblical. It's pretty biblical. Hmm. So we have the same method of our salvation It's not by works, just as it wasn't by works for, for uh, Abraham, not by ceremonies. Abraham believed before he was circumcised, so we know mm. it wasn't that act of circumcision or any religious act, which Paul fights pretty hard against in Galatians, mm-hmm. and tells us that really it's, it's, not, it's not about these outward works, it's about the inward work of the heart, really the circumcision of the heart. And then he ends with this final thing at the bottom of his outline, reasons why we should believe God, both sinner and Christian, and exhortations to it. So I can just imagine at this point, Spurgeon just says, now's the invitation. Now's the time mm. to respond. Reasons why we should believe God, whether you're a sinner in this room or whether you are a Christian, exhort them to do it. Exhort them to believe, to put yep. faith in Christ. Yep. I like how, uh, how Ed was saying that, both, both in, his, uh, in his lecture teaching i don't know what you want to call it and also in his sermon because we are so blessed to have him stay with us yeah and uh and preach the word so boldly and faithfully that the earnest plea Mm -hmm. for both christian and for uh the sinner and the sinner we're all sinners but the sinner apart from christ the the very clear exhortation of repent christians repent yeah repent turn from your sin and follow your first love yeah. And then to the sinner, come to Christ, look unto him mm. like the bronze serpent lifted up. Just look upon him mm. and you will be saved. Amen. Yep. And our fellow 
believers, if you're struggling with uh, enjoying your justification, having the sweetness of it, then as Josh mentioned from Scripture and as we, I mentioned from another Scripture, one, uh, believe it mm. daily. Live it out and add to your faith these other virtues, uh, and you will grow. You will grow. You'll be strengthened. And then secondly, um, that like Abraham believed God, but then also he did not waver in his promises. He glorified God as he put his faith in Christ. And so do those things, and I pray that the Lord would give you uh, sweetness and joy. That when you're sitting with other believers, you're not, you're not down in the dumps and saying, well, I, I know I'm justified, mm. but I don't feel it. I want you to know it. Yeah. We should know it and be able to rejoice in it. So, yeah, man, that was enjoyable. That good. was good. Yeah. Our next one is uh, a sermon called A, Con- a Contrast. I'm excited to jump into that, and we'll do that next week. Yeah. Yeah, man. So I think we earned five stars from everyone. I think we should get five stars from everyone. Go back and change those. Please. Yeah. (laughs) That probably was a great way for me to continue talking about what you guys knew. So we really do need those five-star reviews. That's how... I mean, you look at some of your favorite podcasts. You If you've never done a review, scroll down. You're going to see a crazy amount of reviews Mm -hmm. on their page. And that's how people see these podcasts go that's the best way to get this out there as well as you can share it on facebook that's where you'll find our public page spurgeon maniacs as well as our private page that's where you guys can interact with one another that's where you can ask those questions and we'll probably post that question of what would you ask spurgeon that's a great way for you guys to interact with us and then emailing us that podcast at spurgeonmaniacs.com we want to know how we can make this better because this is only episode uh, 13. 13. So we got a long way to go. We are very much looking forward to where this is going to go. And you guys telling us what you like and what you don't like is the best way to do that. So again, email podcast at spurgeonmaniacs.com. Also our Patreon. That's another way where you guys can partner with us as we're trying to grow and we're trying to do other things. Yep. It requires money. We'd love to have your support. We'd love to have your support. That way so we can start 2024 conference out really well. Um, this will help us do that. And then... YouTube? Dude, we're on YouTube! Go to YouTube and look up Spurgeon Maniacs. We're there. We're there now. Yeah. We're, think, we're, it's a, it, we're toying with the idea of what it would look like to have a visual podcast. So yeah. um, follow us, subscribe to us on there. And then, again, Please. that's where you can comment. That's where Absolutely. you can tell us what you like, what you don't like. We want this to grow. We want this also to be beneficial. So we are very much looking forward to seeing you guys in the next episode that's right and until then see you guys later bye